Welcome to another edition from uh, of From the Preacher Study. Uh, it's a podcast that uh, Bob Hutto, who's the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ, and I, Kevin Clark, a member here, have been doing for a little while now. We've talked about uh, we're in our 50s in terms of number of podcasts. It's kind of amazing how time has just flown by, uh, but we've thoroughly enjoyed uh, this opportunity to work together, to study together, uh, and also the interaction with the audience. Uh, some of the folks at, at the Oak Mountain Congregation uh, are very avid uh, listeners, and I know Bob has had several comments from people, and it, I have too, and it just means so much that people say that they appreciate what was uh, talked about. Sometimes there'll be a particular topic or a point that they want to uh, you know, elaborate on and, and provide some insight themselves, and I really appreciate that. Um, the Word of God is accessible to everybody, and uh, it is designed to build up our faith, and it'll do that, and we're so very thankful for those who on a regular basis, tune into this podcast and, you know, get the word out there. If you find some value in this, uh, you know, we do this all the time with television shows or a good movie. We see something. We just want to tell everybody, hey, you need to see this. This is good. Well, if you think this podcast has been of benefit and value to you, spread the word and have other people tune in as well and uh, let the word of God have free reign in the hearts of men. As always, we want to thank uh, brothers uh, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend. They are deacons here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ, uh, and they're very uh, technically uh, savvy and able and capable, and they make this program possible as they do so many things around here. We appreciate them. We appreciate their families for lending uh, them and their talents to us. Uh, Bob, you have any comments you want to make? Some well, our, comments? You know, our, our intention is really just to highlight the Word of God and teach the Word of God uh, and uh, uh, apply it to our lives in a you know, in a relevant way, uh, we're dealing with some real issues that people have in their lives, and uh, hope we hope that we can address them and try to help people in their uh, pursuit of holiness. You know, Amen. that's uh, one of the ideas that we we trying to emphasize lately is just pursuing sanctification, living a holy life, and talking about just different specific areas uh, that are involved in that. And so we've been talking a little bit about. Uh, sins of the tongue. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue that today. And so, again, just a specific area that many people struggle with, have a problem sure. with. And maybe we can say some things that will help. Amen. And, and one of the nice things about this, uh, as with any biblical topic, just bringing it to the forefront of our thinking has great value because you go away from the podcast thinking, you know, yeah, absolutely, I need to control my tongue. I need to be careful what I say. I need to be careful how I speak with my neighbors and my coworkers or my spouse or my parents. And so just being aware of that, just thinking about it in and of itself has great value. And uh, certainly we want to think about it with a spiritual perspective. So as uh, Brother Bob said, we last podcast talked about from James 3, the, the power of the tongue, the difficulty that we have controlling the tongue. And before we get into uh, maybe one of the more specific applications, I wanted to continue some of that okay. general discussion about uh, the tongue. And there was a verse that uh, we dealt with last time that I want to go back to, Matthew chapter 12, uh, verses 33 through 37, because I just want us to understand how important it is to control our tongues. I know a lot of times when I talk to people uh, about things of this nature, there's a sense of, well, wait a minute, we're, we're under the grace, the, the grace of Christ and the law of grace. And so it really doesn't matter how we speak. And, and the Lord knows my heart. And, and those things are just not that important. You're majoring in minors here. But I, I want us to see what the Lord says about how important our speech is. It's not minor by any stretch of the imagination. Matthew chapter 12, verses 33-37, uh, the words of Jesus, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. 
brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, <clears throat> brings forth evil things. Now listen to this. This is uh, very uh, stern. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And so he talks about the point we made last time, that our speech is just a symptom of the condition of our hearts. If we have foul speech, if we have profane speech, if we're lying in our speech, if we're gossiping, it is indicative of an evil heart. He says, likewise, the good man, the good treasure of his heart, speaks good things. And so oftentimes we say, well, you know, you don't know what's in my mind. Well, yes, we cannot read hearts the way Jesus could. He knew what was in the hearts of men. But I can inspect your fruit, and I can listen to what you say. And if you're saying a lot of bad things, if you're putting filthy talk out there, if you're putting corrupt speech out there, the Lord has just told me that means that person has a corrupt heart. And so we got to be really careful. And then he goes on to say that we're going to be held accountable eternally for our speech. So for those who say, ah, it doesn't really matter, it's not that important, Jesus has just said every idle word that you speak, you're going to give account for. And the difference, one of the differences between being justified and being condemned is your speech. Jesus could not be plainer about how important this is. Now, again, we're not building it up as something that's impossible. If the Lord says that we're going to be judged by this and this is something that we need to do, guess what? We can do it. The Lord knows we can do it. But we just want to emphasize to the audience and to everybody who's listening that this is an important topic. And the Lord himself said, the words that you use will dictate your eternal destiny. Why? It's not just the words. It's what they're indicative right. of. That's they're right. indicative of the heart. That's right. So you might tie that, that together with a passage like Matthew chapter 5. Blessed exactly. are the pure yes. in heart. Yes. And so if you have a pure heart, you're going to have pure speech. Exactly. The heart is important, but the heart manifests itself in, in action, in what we do, in what we say. And if we have a corrupt heart, as you said a moment ago, right. our speech will be corrupt. Yes. If we... Uh, have a pure heart, our speech will be pure. Amen. And it's interesting to me, verse 36. So I, I read from New American Standard Bible, mm -hmm. every careless word oh, wow. <laughs> that people speak, every mm -hmm. careless. So last time in our last session, we talked about our tendency to say, oh, well, I spoke without thinking. Right. You better be careful about those careless <laughs> words yeah. that you speak. That's How true. much harm is done yes. by careless right. words. Absolutely. And so that ought, that ought to get our attention and make us think about thinking about Amen. what we say. And, you know, um, I couldn't help but think about Matthew 15, although specifically it's not talking limited to speech. The concept applies. In Matthew chapter 15, uh, Jesus talks about what's most important. Is it the washing of hands for which his disciples didn't do and were condemned? Or is it what comes from the heart? He makes it very clear, Matthew 15, verse 16. So Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth and goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulterers, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, not to eat with unwashed hands, uh, but to eat with unwashed hands is not defile a man. And so Jesus makes it clear where these things come from. 
What's important is what's coming out of the mouth. Why? Because what's coming out of the mouth is coming from the heart. So if, and we'll talk about this some more, but if we're working on our, our speech and we say, you know what, I've got some bad speech patterns, have a tendency to use too much profanity, a tendency to lie too much, have a tendency to gossip too much, it, rather than trying to focus specifically on those particular sins, focus on your heart. That's what Jesus is saying. If you get your heart right, then you'll be amazed at how few lies you're going to tell. If you get your heart right, you'll be amazed at how few uh, gossiping discussions you'll be involved in. If you get your heart right, you'll be amazed at how all of a sudden the profanity starts disappearing. So it's a matter of getting the heart right with God's Word and prayer and meditating on God's Word. Philippians 4, think about things that are pure and just and noble. If we get that right, then all of a sudden we'll be amazed at how easier it is. I'm not saying it's, you know, we're always going to be perfect, but how much easier it is for us to say the right thing, to say things that are good and uplifting and noble and pure. And so like so many things in, in our lives, so many challenges and temptations we have, the heart is the key, isn't it? it? Is. That's where the real it battleground is. is. It is. It's in the mind. It's in the heart. And uh, if we can purify our hearts, that'll go a long, long way in living a holy and pure life. So Amen. I was thinking about Proverbs 4, yes, 23, I knew. watch yep. over your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. Amen. So your life, what you do with your hands and your eyes right. and your ears and your tongue, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be produced. That's going to be the result of what's in your heart. Amen. And so that's a great place to start, isn't it? It uh, really so, is. Like we said last uh, time, we don't want to just talk about managing symptoms. Right. We want to get to the root cause of the problem. Amen. You know, one other pass I thought about, again, for those who think, ah, this stuff is really not that important, is James 1, 26 to 27, mm -hmm. a term over there. Uh, I've known some folks who uh, have been, uh, they would call themselves very religious, and yet they have used a lot of profanity and, and use a lot of uh, uh, very harmful and abusive speech. And if you were to suggest that there was anything wrong with that, then you'd kind of get a defensive, wait a minute, I, I'm a religious person, and yeah, I sin, but I have problems like everybody else, but you can't judge me and all this. Well, this look, listen to what James says by inspiration about this. James 1, 26, 27. If anyone among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, listen to this, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion for God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Did you hear what he said here? He said, if you think you are religious, but you're not controlling this tongue, the thing that James goes on to talk about in James mm -hmm. chapter 3, he says this religion that you purport to have, this religion that you espouse, this religion that you claim to have, he says it is absolutely useless. It has no value whatsoever. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand before Jesus with useless religion. Uh, well, uh, I was thinking while you, were, while you were talking and describing a person who uses profanity and he gossips and uh, uses the Lord's name in vain and so forth. Well, he might he might say, and people other people might say of him, but you know he has a good heart. Right, right, you know, right, his, right. His speech may be a little offensive, but you know he has a good heart. <laughs> well, if what you say comes out of your heart, right. Well, you have to question that. That's exactly. So we need right. to uh, honestly evaluate our own heart, and one of the ways we can do that is think about well, what am I what am I saying? What's my language like? That's exactly. And right. uh, if it 
if it's not what it ought to be, okay, well, I need to work on my heart. So. That's exactly right. And remember, we wear the name of Christ. And so when we go out and about and we're trying to preach and teach and share the gospel, it's just inconsistent for us as children of God to use corrupt and foul and language, unrestrained language. And then that'll lead us into a little bit of a discussion of profanity. I don't know if we'll have enough time to finish it, but I wanted to begin that discussion. And then let me say this before we start talking about specifics. Can we all agree that we live in a society where profane speech, profanity, is just ubiquitous. It is just everywhere. And, and I'm not saying that this is the worst time that we have ever lived in, but I can say from the time that I've been on this earth till now, it has gotten noticeably, demonstrably worse. And right. where you see it is a, a couple of places. You see it in the movies. You see it in the television shows. You see it in the books that are being written. Uh, you hear it in schools. You hear it at, 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 from younger and younger ages. Our kids are exposed mm -hmm. to things that normally it took a little while before that comes out. So we live in a very profane society, and it makes it very difficult not to pick up those habits. And so to be one of pure speech requires an intentionality. You have to say, right. The majority of the people might do this. I'm not. And it's amazing when you do that. How many times have you had something like this? Somebody says, oh, I'm sorry because they said something inappropriate in your presence. You've never said anything. You never. It's the absence of profane speech, right. the absence of foul language that is just so uh, demonstrative, so uh, easy to see, so easily perceived. It's a light. So that, here's a way that we can distinguish ourselves. We are to be lights to the world to bring glory to our Father. Just the mere absence of profanity in this very profane world makes you stand out in a That's way right. that draws people. Why are you that way? Why do you not yeah. use those languages? I'll tell you a little story about uh, what happened to me one time. I uh, used to, back in my younger days, uh, we, li we lived in a place that had a, uh, a community center with, mm -hmm. a, with a gym. And so every week I would go and play basketball, just mm -hmm. pick up basketball with just guys that showed up. Right. And there's a lot of foul language, a mm -hmm. lot of profanity, and uh, just you hear you heard everything that you know people people tend to say. And after I was I'd played a few weeks, one of the guys, one of the regulars, he came up and said, well, "Hey Bob, what kind of work do you do?" Mm -hmm. I said, "Well, I'm a preacher. I preach uh -huh. over here at uh, the Church of Christ over here." He said. You know, I, I didn't know you were a preacher. Now, I, I knew you were a Christian right. because of your language. Right. But I didn't know you were a preacher. And that just illustrated to exactly. me how how obvious we are, how much yeah. we stand out right. by not using That's profanity. Exactly right. And so if you want to be a light exactly. in the world, if you right. want to let your light shine, mm -hmm. well, guard your speech. That's Don't it. participate with the world in that kind of language. Amen. One of the verses I like on this subject, Ephesians 4, 29 through 31, and listen, it's very simple. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. I just love that. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. I mean, it's just complete abstinence from that kind of speech. But then it's not just the absence of the negative. He comes right back mm -hmm. and says, but what's good for necessary edification. So, to try hard to be a person that builds people up right. spiritually, that encourages others, that leads people to God, that encourages them to be better. 
get rid of all the foul language, get rid of the curse words, get rid of the taking God's name in vain. Both of those are required. It's not just the absence of the evil, but it's the using for the good. Both of those are necessary. Right. You know, Kevin, why some words are considered profane and not other words? Now, I don't know. I don't yeah. have an answer. Why is this word profane <laughs> right, right. when this means the same thing exactly. and it's acceptable? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. the answer to that, but I just know that it is. That's right. And uh, we, you kind of have to accept that. That's and say, exactly okay, right. Here's a word that's considered vulgar, right. is profane, it's unacceptable. I can't use that. That's exactly and right. And so a, a companion passage is Colossians 3, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, verse 8, but now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech. Corrupt speech, abusive speech. Paul tells Timothy, be an example. Right. This is 1 Timothy chapter 4 and uh, verse 12. Be an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, purity Mm -hmm. in speech. Be an example. Amen. People are listening to you. That's right. Your coworkers are listening to you. They are. Your, Your friends are listening to you. And uh, they hear what you say. And if you want to be an example, if you mm-hmm. want to be a leader among them, well, here's one place where you can do that Amen. by guarding your speech and using good, good, you know, good language, pure right. speech. Like you said, Amen. You know, we all know, brethren, I, I think that when we think about them, we think about how encouraging they are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we, so be one Barnabas, of those. Yeah, be like yeah, Barnabas. Yeah. We know modern day Barnabas. Mm-hmm, we do. And so, and so be one, think, decide, I want to be one of those right. with what I say. That's exactly And right. I'm going to eliminate the abusive speech and I'm going to build up. Amen. There's so much more that, that we'd like to say on this subject. And who knows, we may devote a, a portion of the next podcast, podcast to this subject, profanity, but we're running out of time, so we want to bring it to a close. But it's just so important that we be careful about what we say and and, and, and part of that is being careful about your input. What's the old saying? Garbage in, garbage out, right? So you can't uh, always be watching garbage and listening garbage and being around people who are using garbage and think that your speech will not be garbage. I mean, it's just we are the me- media we consume, right? So be very careful about who you're around. If you're around people that are using profanity all the time, that's probably not a good environment for you. Evil companionship corrupts good morals. If you're watching a lot of television shows that have uh, frequent profanity, that's probably not a show that you want to watch a lot because that stuff tends to get in our heads. And next thing you know, we get angry, get upset, and it comes out of our mouth. So we've just got to be very uh, cautious and very intentional and very mindful. What do we expose ourselves to? Going back to what Jesus is saying, all this stuff is coming from the heart. I want to make sure my heart is pure. I'm going to keep some things out. And then I'm going to spend a lot of time with God's Word. I'm going to spend a lot of time in prayer. I'm going to spend a lot of time meditating on God's Word. I'm going to spend a lot of time worshiping with the saints. Again, it's not just the absence of the negative, but it's the presence of the positive. Mm-hmm. Both of those together will give us that pure speech that can be such a blessing and a benefit to the lives of others and certainly something that's pleasing to our God in heaven. And so encourage everybody. Let's try to pursue holiness in our speech. Let's do a better job. Let's get rid of profanity and be encouraging and edifying to our brothers and sisters and to people of the world. Any other comments before we close out? No, just to echo what you said, just try to be deliberate and be thoughtful about what we what we say. Uh, just, just take a few minutes and uh, consider what kind of person I want to be, what kind of person I want to portray myself as, and uh, you know, we, we can do that by the way we speak. Amen. Amen. Well, we always uh, end our podcast with a word of prayer. I think it's very important, and we want to do that again. And, Brother Bob, if I can ask you to lead sure. us in a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we're so thankful for the things that you do for us each day. We're, we're thankful for your generosity and the blessings that you bestow upon us, just uh, immeasurable blessings that we enjoy 
in our lives. We're thankful for your love and your grace and your mercy that you extend to us as well, especially in the gift of your son, Jesus. Our Father, we pray that we'll walk in his steps, that we'll develop a character like his, that we'll be meek and gentle, that uh, we'll guard what we say, and we'll make sure that we would not say anything that Jesus himself would not say. Uh, Father, we are thankful for this gift of communication. It's so wonderful. It's so powerful. There's so much good that it can be done. And yet, Father, Satan has distorted it and perverted it into something evil and wicked and malicious. Father, help us to recognize that. Help us to recognize the danger, how easily we might slip into uh, speech patterns that are not only not edifying, but are harmful. Father, we pray that we'll guard our speech, that we'll be examples to others in what we say, that we'll be mindful of how we say what we say as well. Father, as we have opportunities, we pray that we'll uh, have uh, the courage and uh, the initiative to speak to people the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we might bring them into fellowship with you by teaching them the gospel. Father, and we look forward to the day when we can use our voice to praise you in your presence throughout all eternity in heaven. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.